Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Autastic, your comedian's guide to autism. I'm one of your hosts, my name is Kirk Smith, and my co-host... Graham K. Hello, everybody. Boom. Welcome back. It's been a while. A lot of stuff's been going on. It's though, been tough. Kirk. A lot of travel happening, a lot of, uh, a lot of change plans. That, it's been uh, a, a lot of COVID. A lot of COVID. I don't know if you heard about this COVID out there folks it's making the it's making the news it's, it's burying a lot of stories did your uh did your yeah there did your new year's shows ahead. get canceled i was gonna ask you oh yeah new year's eve uh yeah. gigs got canceled a lot of stuff got canceled this is the comedian's guide to autism i have an autistic brother by the way he has an autistic son uh we're both comedians blah 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 um but anyway i uh i got covid um like two weeks ago, I guess. Right now. before you're traveling, right? Uh, I think I got it in Detroit. I was doing shows there, or maybe I brought it to Detroit. Maybe I'm patient zero for Omicron in <laughs> Michigan. Sorry about that. Um, but felt fine. Tested negative the day I left. And um, asymptomatic. Anyway, Just light symptoms. No, I, I ended up getting symptoms. I know, by the time I flew home, like the day after I got home, I started to feel off. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's like the Omicron variant, so it's not as virulent, but it, 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 it just goes pushes right past your vaccines. It's like, see you later. When it, it's just like a cold. If you, if you have your booster, it's like a cold for me. So now you look um, great. You but, just look, now, you just, now you feel great, but you just look off. It's great. First you felt off, now you look off. It's great. I, do I look off? <laughs> we both look a little sleepy. My hair is a, a mess. Yeah, I'm a little sleepy. Um, but anyway, um, I waited until it passed through my system and I tested negative a bunch. And um, I went to Ottawa to see my parents on the 29th of December. Yeah, if you don't follow Graham Peter. on Instagram, uh, this is your chance to check out. He's got a... Uh, a he po he posted a uh, a vid of him uh, carrying this giant helicopter to Pete this uh, this um, Spider Man helicopter. It's very cute that we talked about. On oh that. yeah, I think it's it's down now or whatever. But I I uh, I was carrying this like this webcopter. You know, web people copter, who've been listening to the podcast the past few episodes know that he's like, you know, this YouTube algorithm keeps feeding because he just watches commercial well he watches tv shows cartoons from the early 90s so youtube just feeds him commercials for toys from that era and he thinks they're new and he wants me to get them so i have to find them on ebay sealed in a box for 25 years and i got him this giant it's called a webcopter and people and it's after christmas so i'm traveling i have like two airports i'm on layovers i'm carrying it's too big to be in a bag so it's just Half of it's popping out of this shopping bag I have, and it's after Christmas. Everyone thinks that it's for me. I'm like a fully grown man with like a webcopter. Everyone's like, "Oh, great present, man!" I'm you had like, a good Christmas, you. huh, Graham? <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Can I store this in the overhead, sir? And they're like, "Yeah, okay." Um. So, what did he but, think? Uh, did he like it? Was it a surprise, huh? or did he know it was coming? He, he. Loved it. So he, he, we, my dad was waiting in the car at the airport and he, he went in inside and in the Ottawa airport, it's like this big escalators coming down and he was like, Graham, Graham. And then I was like, you know, I didn't, I didn't know you were going to meet me in the airport. So I didn't have a chance to wrap it. So I might as well just give it to you here. And he was like, 
thank you. You can tell when he is really happy because he's like, he's like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Very focused on it. He's like, everything, the whole world outside of the of the toy is gone. And it's just him and the toy. And he's like, thank you. Thank you. And he was like, then he un, he unpacked it and put it together. And we got home and we all did presents. And, uh, and he was like, this is my, the greatest present I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I have a feeling that he says that every year. He just said that when he got the Millennium Falcon. He said that when he got. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't. No, but he, no, he loved this one. This is this, he liked this one a lot. I nailed it. I finally got him the thing he wanted. Nice. And, um, I did for, we, so we, we got him a, a Nintendo 64, or we got him a, uh, um, a Nintendo Switch. It's, the new, it's like an, whatever, a Nintendo system. And anyway, he doesn't want it, but we got it for him because he needs to learn new things. He's just playing Sega Genesis from 1993 over and over and over and over again. And so, you know, his Nintendo 64 blew up a long time ago, and so he hasn't played that. And so we've got him a new game system. And I, you know, I... He showed me all of his toys, and he didn't even mention that. And I was like, did you not get a Nintendo? Oh, he's like, I left it at home. I left it at mom and dad's house. I'm like, we need to get that here. He's like, fine. And so, like, I bring it over. I buy him a game, and we start setting it up. I'm like, you – and so what he does is he – if he doesn't like something, he goes, I'm going for a walk. And then after, he comes back and goes, I donated the toy to the Salvation Army because that's better than throwing it in the garbage. And I had to, con I had to convince him, do not donate, because he, he donated like a Star Wars calendar or whatever, like a T-shirt. In the past, he does that. But I'm like, you cannot donate this four hundred dollar present. Do not, do not bring this to the Salvation Army and donate this. You are not allowed. He's like, okay, okay, <laughs> fine. I won't donate this. I'm like forcing him to play it. I went over yesterday, spent an hour setting it up. There's three holes in the back of his TV, okay? Like, or no, sorry, there's only two holes in the back of his TV, two HDMI plug holes. Okay. And he's got a DVD player. Okay. That's one hole. He's got his cable box. That's two holes. And now he's got this game. And then, and he, he goes, I'm not going to watch any DVD. I'm not going to use my DVD player until 2023. That's a year and change. That's a year and a day. Because I don't want to watch my movies too much. He said that to me. I'm like, all right. Well, let's unplug that then. He's like, no. What do you mean? He's like, I need to know that it works. I, it took me like a, like 40 minutes to convince him it's okay to leave the DVD player unplugged that he's not going to use for a year. For 12 months. Over 12 months. And he was like, Fine. So we plug in the, the Nintendo, we start playing it. I think he likes it. Who knows? He's going to donate it. What I game know. did you play? Uh, Crash Bandicoot 4. Uh, it's sort of like a Mario Brothers style game. Asked. There's like I a know. little guy who runs around and smashes boxes and gets like peaches and whatever. Okay. Okay. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, it's like a game he can understand, I think. And uh, I've got two more games that I spent a gajillion dollars on that I forgot to bring them because I just left them in my drawer because I bought them a long time ago. So I don't have to mail those up, but that's another expense. Oh, uh, well, that's funny. And so I come to Canada and 
Um, I'm t- I tested I tested positive, and then I tested negative three times, three consecutive days before you traveled. Yeah, before I traveled. But there are some people that if you take a PCR test, it comes up positive even though the virus has passed through you. For like a year, I could be testing positive. So there's a chance, and they only do PCR tests up here. So there's a chance that I'm going to be testing. I'm stuck in Canada for a year, and I have to give up <laughs> all my work in my apartment, and, and my girlfriend's going to break up with me. Out of those three, just the last one. I don't think you're going to get <laughs> If your girlfriend breaks up with you, I don't think you blame it on the PCR mm. test. I think that's a, a gram issue. And I'll never own a house because I'm trying to. I've got some gigs coming up. It's gonna help me. All right, don't don't borrow trouble from the f- uh, the future. Each trouble, each what is it? Each day has enough trouble of its own. So just uh, that's a good point. It's, good point, Kirky. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. How's JJ's Christmas? Uh, we had a weird one. You know, I was supposed to go over there this month, and then um, yeah, th- it was canceled. So I've been I I. Uh, broke down and put more money in a- in Jeff Bezos' pocket. I ordered a bunch of stuff on Amazon, which is not my favorite. Yeah. I try not to. Same. Um, I did the same thing with Julia's cat tree for her cat. <laughs> so I got COVID. I was going to buy one from the guy down the street, but I, I got COVID. I couldn't leave the house. So yeah. Jeff Bezos got it. So I ordered... I, you, you know, it's almost like a the divorce dad syndrome where you feel guilty, so you order extra stuff. So I... I ordered a lot of stuff. Like I ordered, he got so he's gotten about half of it. Swedes are very um, good at taking vacation and doing work-life balance, but things yeah. are not quick. Because I ordered most of that stuff December third, and he's gotten about half of it. So, <laughs> so uh, you're saying the Swedish Amazon is? Uh... Yeah, I think it's new. First of all. And it's definitely, not, and, and he lives in the north. Like Sweden's a big mm-hmm. country, so like he, you know, it's like I think it's the size of like California. So like he would be the equivalent of living in like Eureka, California, or like, you know, Willows or something way up north. So it's not, like, it's a little bit off the beaten trail, but still, I ordered it like three weeks ago. So he's got, I ordered a bunch of light stuff. I ordered him a this 3D dinosaur that's illuminated. I ordered him a. Um, this spinning lights. He got the spinning lights, like this ball that's spinning. And then I ordered them this. There's this new thing that I saw these ads on Instagram where it's got a, it's like a drone, but it's held inside a, a, a ball. So like, you're not going to hit the little blades and it's like a boomerang where you throw it up and it comes back to you. So I thought I'd like that. No, that's gotten there. Uh, uh, the, the, oh. I mean, the oh, that thing from the, uh, from like those like, you know, internet ads. Yes. Yes, I saw it. In I've seen it. that. That looks cool. I mean, I, I've, I'm sure it's going to break in once, like two tries, but it's going to be really fun yeah. for the first. I don't know. I didn't five like minutes. So he, he got the spinning. This is thing. a, this is a boy who has ripped up floors, floors, walls, and doors. walls. Yeah. They have to have a concrete floor for him. Yeah, but I don't know what do you. What's get? he going to do? This you, light, this ball thing. I got you know I got him his computer. He likes the computer. I got him his. Um, Phones. I got. You know, he's got tons of clothes. He doesn't like. I don't know. I did try to get him. What was I, I tried to get him? Something I thought he might um, might expand his little this like book that makes noises. That's um, well, actually, I bought that for my on my mom's behalf for him. She sent some money, so I bought this like um, the kind of like you know the cow goes moo kind of thing where you push the buttons and it's like the dog goes mm-hmm. bow wow kind of like that. I don't know if you remember that yeah. when you were a kid, the spinning thing, but this one's like push buttons. It's like 
this is the sound of a cow. This is the sound of a pig. Oh, that's this great. So I got him that for the horse. I thought he'd like that, you know. And then I got him, um, yeah, like a dozen things. And yeah, it's it's going okay. I think I don't know. You know, it's a lot. Of, you have a lot of feelings about it, but um, yeah. I think he'll okay. be. I think uh, you know he's he's probably going to gravitate to the one you expect the least. But the two dollars spinning bunch of stuff, top that lights up. Not two dollar, but yeah, the cheapest thing. It seems like it always happens. So you buy him something nice. He's like, yeah. that's cool. Where's that top that spins? <laughs> yeah. The best yeah. gift I've ever gotten him, or not the best gift I've ever gotten, but the gift, one of the gifts that, that he liked the most. Uh, last minute, I'm heading to Sweden. Um, they have these uh, little fans, like handheld fans, you, you know, like the Japanese people have. And then, but it's an M&M fan. It's full of M&Ms on the inside. And then the outside, the fan is all lit up with LED lights. And, oh, and yeah. And it plays these patterns. Yeah, and I'm like, cool. oh, he's gonna like this. And I bought like three. They lasted like five years. He, he, like he, we had them taped up. He loved those. It's like a fan, and it's That's lights, awesome. and it's candy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. That is pretty awesome. <laughs> and it was like two dollars, you know. And I'd bought a bunch of other nice stuff, and he was like, "Where's that fan? Where's that light fan?" Yeah. Oh. So funny. Got the lights, the fan, the wind, and the candy. I mean, that's not that's the trip. That's the trifecta. He's the George Costanza. That. <laughs> that's cute. Uh, cute boy. Um, so I'm yeah. sorry you couldn't be there, my friend. Yeah, it was a tough one. It was a tough one. Um, the other thing that's funny is I was talking to him about a month, two couple months ago, and I'm like, "Is he losing his hair?" And the aide's like, "No, it's just the angle." And so I'm like, "Oh, okay." And then I called. Um, yesterday or two days ago we had the conversation and she was like uh, oh he's definitely losing his hair <laughs> yeah because <laughs> it just it was like he's getting like you know and she's like i don't we don't know what's happening or what we're gonna do i'm like i think that's his i think that's his mom's brother's side that's there's not much you can do <laughs> i don't think not much you can do he's just a, he's he's a he's a hairy dude yeah he's a very testosterone filled man he's gonna lose his hair uh that's just how yeah. it is <laughs> So uh, that was that's that's always interesting. I feel like, but um, yeah, I think he's doing good. Yeah, you got a son who's balding. How does that make you feel? Weird, right? Man? Yeah. Uh, I, my dad doesn't like that my beard is going. My beard is going gray. It makes him feel old that you're going gray. Yeah. Yeah, he goes. He's like, I was like, you know, I was talking about Julia, and I was like, you know, we're figuring it out. And he's like, you better figure out something soon. I was talking. We're talking about maybe like or like. You know, I get it. Yeah, grandkids came up. He's like, "Well, you." I'm like, "You know, don't run. We know we're taking my time." He's like, "Taking your time. You better figure out something soon. You almost have a fully great beard." <laughs> good point. It's a good point. Thanks for the encouragement, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, every time I talk to him, I just run my hand through my hair as I say, "Don't be jealous, son. Don't be jealous." Um, no, I'm just. Oh, is, is your is your dad bald? No, nah, nobody's bald in my family. Yeah. Yeah. That makes I sense. Of. I your mean, hair's very thick. It's very annoying. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. Uh, that's funny. That's the first real thing he said. Mm -hmm. um, what? What else is going on? He's doing good, I think. We're trying to plan. I'm trying to plan a February. Uh, trying to see what's the soonest I can get out there. Just with this, with this variant and the testing and the, yeah. But uh, 
we've got an in the news. You want to? Should we transition to this? What do you think of this? Let's do that. This I thought of this one because um, you know we've we've highlighted. Excuse me. We've highlighted several women that, that uh, you know, we had Cindy on recently, and then we've got mm-hmm. um, we've got Jill, our roving reporter. So it's it's, it's it, you know, women are always the unsung heroes in a lot of these situations. But two women mothers formed a foundation to support autistic individuals. This is in Forbes. I Mike. feel like women are the are the, the the number one group that's pushing any research or getting every. I feel like every autism organization is run by women. It seems are doing like it. it. Yeah. It seems like all the cads are men. Very few women cads. Although I did have What are cads? Oh, uh, like older philandering people that Oh, cads, like a, like an old-timey cad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, that's not really what I'm saying, but okay. Well, I just feel like they're using their time to like do actual things instead of like just yeah. chase skirts. Yeah. Like a lot of older men. Anyway. Um, although I did have an older lady after the show be like, "Honey, if you lived with me, you'd never have to work again," which I thought was a that's a very funny thing nice. to say to a grown at grown man, but uh, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> I presume I've got no money, but that's cute. Anyway, here we go. Uh, she was right. <laughs> Project Hope Foundation is a nonprofit organization that provides a full range of autism services and therapies to people of all ages. Co-founders and co-executive director Lisa Lane and Susan Sachs sounds like two characters of a sitcom but anyway the, yeah the ll does. and the ss lisa yeah. lane and susan sack are two crazy roommates <laughs> if you if you if you like put that that, that wrote that script and gave it to your agent they were like you have to change these names there's a two, two on the nose they're not believable yeah well yeah. somebody's susan sacks that sounds yeah. like you're making a crude joke i'm reading just reading what it says lisa yeah. lane and susan sacks okay while seeking assistance for the young sons in the late 90s when autism therapies and services were practically non-existent. They couldn't find what they needed, so they created their vision of a school together. Ever since, Lane and Sachs have devoted their lives to helping people with autism give hundreds access to life-changing autism therapies they desperately need. The Project Hope Foundation is about to celebrate its 25th, 25th excuse me, anniversary. What started as a small preschool has grown to nearly 220 employees across eight campuses, that offers everything from one step, sorry, one-on-one therapy to educational services, adult services, life skills, house, life skills, life skills, house, life. All right, that's what it says. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to well, I'm we're doing this on Facetime. It's just fun to watch. Like, all I can see is his face read the article, and it's just funny to watch him just go life skills, life skills. I mean, life skills. I'm like, is this her having an internet connection problem? Is he having a stroke? What's going on? Well, it's missing a verb. I think he said life skills six times in a row. A, a, life skills house. Anyway, whatever. Uh, and employment opportunities for adults on the spectrum. Uh, we met as two moms searching for services for our little boys, said Lane. Each of us was desperately looking for something to help them because they seemed to be slipping away from us. Neither, neither my son, Colby, who was... 18 months, nor Michael, Susan's son, who was not quite four years, had yet received an autism diagnosis, but were both confident that, that the diagnosis was coming. In the 90s, mm-hmm. when their children were diagnosed, awareness and services around autism were not the easiest to access. We certainly have seen a huge increase in the awareness of autism over the last 25 years. However, when we entered the world of autism, it was considered a tentatively, uh, sorry, a relatively rare disorder. My fo- I got the new Mini, and it's Mini, all right. Woo, here we go. Very small type. Very small. Here we go. 
Uh, as a result, we spent much of the Project Hope Foundation's first decade explaining autism and the critical need for services. We vividly remember the first time we heard the words, words autism on the television news. Estimates for autism have been trending upwards since the 1990s. The CDC has identified ASD as increasing 176% in the past two decades, from 6.7 cases in per 1,000 in the year 2000 to 18.5 per 1,000 in 2016. This is partly due to the improved research methods for estimating the autism prevalence across the country being much more accurate than historically. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recently released its biannual update of autism estimated prevalence among the nation's children. The new report shows the increase in prevalence with 1 in 44 children or about 2.3% of 8-year-old children are diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder in 2018. With the rate of autism now 1 in 44, most people have some personal knowledge of it. However, we find that when you do not grasp the huge, we often find many do not grasp the huge range of autism spectrum. Unfortunately, despite the big shift in awareness, services are still difficult to access in many parts of the country. Most families wait months, even years, to receive diagnoses because developmental pediatrics pediatricians are overwhelmed with patients. As a result, far too many families cannot access a service even with diagnosis. In addition to poor reimbursement rates and limited funding services, results in the nationwide shortage of autism service providers for evidence-based medical research are necessary. Okay, let me jump forward. Uh, Project Hope and the resource. When someone is diagnosed with autism, many types of treatments are available. These include special skills training, occupational therapy, we've done that, physical therapy, we've done that too, sensory integration therapy, yep, and assistive technology, just to name a few. As a homegrown nonprofit, we consider the fact that we are still around after 25 years to be a pretty big accomplishment, Sachs shares. We are extraordinarily proud of the Project Hope team of over 200 individuals dedicated to the autism community. Lane and Sachs explained that they also have an accredited school program that they serve more than 100 children, both in their school and in the 14 other local private public health schools. In addition, they provide therapy to over 200, each gaining considerable skills. They also have an adult program with its entrepreneurial digital shirt printing business, allowing the participants to earn paychecks for the first time. Woohoo! Oh. With some of our accomplishments, these moments with these families. Okay, let me jump forward. Um, okay, independently, I said, okay. In response to the extensive wait list, the ever growing need for support, they're working hard to find sustainable funding to bring services to all who need their goal is to triple the number they serve over the upcoming decade the next phase of their lifetime of autism services end quote is to create housing models to support expanding adult population okay it's cute very cute little pictures one of the guys looks a little bit like pete as mm. for how their children are doing saxon michael is now approaching 30 years old and continues to gain skills in the in our adult services program. He enjoys using his art to express himself and to create a calendar of his paintings of the Project Hope website. Lane's son, Colby, is now 27 and is active in the community working on the one on, working with his one-on-one aide to contribute back. Although language remains challenging, he began to be he became verbal at the age of 8 and can use his voice to communicate. Both live both live at the home and need lifelong support. But Lane and Sachs are amazed by their continued progress. When asked if they had any advice on how parents can advocate for services with the children, neither one said, 
quote, celebrate every moment you can, create as much family and community support as you can possibly can, and just be yourselves. This is a very cute article. You know it what, is. You know what I'm going to say next. What do you think, Graham? I know what you're going to say. Um, <laughs> I, I, not much I can add to that. I, it's just nice to, to hear about programs that are initiating and helping individuals um, uh, with, uh, with disabilities gain employment. I think it's very, very, very important. And I know that from personal experience. I know that my brother just needs it, you know, forget mon- monetary or money reasons. What am I trying to say? Well, I'm having a stroke. Um, monetary reasons, just it's... Uh, it, on the COVID. It, it's, it, it's a confidence thing, you know? People need to have a purpose and confidence. Yeah. And it's... People with autism are no different than any of us. You know, when every time that you're unemployed or you're in between jobs, we've all been been in that position. You get, you're really happy for the first two weeks, and then you start going nuts. And imagine your whole life is like that. You know, so you need something, and it's great. That's all. I think it's always reassuring. Congrats to these two comic book ladies, (laughs) comic book character ladies, Lois Lane and Susan Sacks. Susan Sacks. Lois Lane and their friend. Lisa Lane. Lisa Lane. Nancy Noodleman. That's one of my favorite uh, 30 Rock jokes when she goes, I'm looking for Dr. Spaceman. It's Leo Spitschimmen. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think it's cool that um, it's always cool when people just kind of uh, do stuff. You know, everybody feels a little bit overwhelmed and underqualified and a little bit of imposter syndrome and. And this and that and the other, and then just to knuckle down and do something, it's like, it's really, really neat. Yeah, it's really neat. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And these women are great. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think we did another episode. Guys, we did it. Uh, Graham. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thanks buddy. for thanks for listening in 2021. Autastics, we love you. Thanks for coming out to shows. We love you. Um, and we hope that you and your loved ones have a great 2022 and have a bright future ahead of you. Um, stay strong. We, you know, as Kirk always says, you can do it. Have a great week, guys.